Are we a team here or not, Rich? There is an I in Rich and Eisen, but there is not one in show. Uh, wow. This is the Rich Eisen Show. So you were from Dallas, Texas. You were more of a football guy than a basketball guy, Marcus Smart. Can you play quarterback? The Rich Eisen Show. I can. In Dallas? I can play quarterback. Today's guests, NFL Network analyst, Willie McGinnis, WGN sports anchor, Jared Payton, Super Bowl champion, Mitchell Schwartz, Vikings running back, Dalvin Cook, and now... It's Rich Eisen. Yeah, it is. That's exactly right. It is. It is uh, It is me, and there I am. And I'm here on the Rich Eisen Show here on the Roku channel. Once again, it's our fourth day in a row, and uh, we plan on being here for quite some time. So settle in on channel 210 here on the Roku channel. Available on all Roku devices, Samsung Smart TVs, Fire TVs, the Roku app, which can be easily downloaded for nothing onto your phone. And then you've got the RokuChannel.com, where you can stream us live on a desktop or any internet connective device for free and we're thrilled to be here for you 12 to 3 eastern just like we are on this rich eisen show terrestrial radio outfit on the rich eisen show uh, terrestrial radio network coast to coast thanks to our friends at westwood one also putting out our podcast on the cumulus podcast network where all podcasts can be acquired we're also available on odyssey we'll be back on sirius xm next week channels to come promise Scout's honor. <laughs> I've never been a scout, but I am honorable, I like to think. Uh, and uh, we're, we're, we're everywhere, and we're thrilled to be here with you. Good to see you over there, Christopher. What's going on, hey, Chris Brockman? Hey, what's happening, man? Mike Del Tufo. Good to see you, Rich. Good morning. Mike Del Tufo completing his re- residency because you're not here tomorrow, right? True. Okay, because you're doing true, Fox true. stuff. Okay, yes. that's where Jason Feller will be here. We'll introduce Jay Felly and all his foibles to the uh, Roku channel audience. Good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. What's up? Light the candle. Did you light the candle? The candle's Candle's lit. lit. Okay, very good. And hopefully the show will be as well. (laughs) Very good. Very, very good. Wow. Well, uh, it's going to be lit tonight. Oh, baby. It's going to be lit tonight, folks. Um, Week two begins, and it's a heck of a week two uh, opener. And it's the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Los Angeles Chargers on Prime Video. Prime Video. Can't wait to hear Al on the call tonight. The voice um, of football, Al Michaels, back after hearing uh, some terrific action called by Buck and Aikman. They were great on Monday Night Football. And um, that was the last game we saw for the NFL season that had a dramatic week one and week two. Look at all those games on the schedule. And it starts tonight in Kansas City where they've got the field all laid out. I believe it's the 50th anniversary of Arrowhead Stadium. Whoa. And they're going to have a whole bunch of people back there. It's their first regular season home game since the passing of the brilliant, great Hall of Famer Len Dawson. And uh, it's going to be quite the night in Kansas City this evening for the deepest end of the pool, the American Football Conference Western Division. It's their second divisional game. We saw the first one just up the road from here. On Sunday, when the Los Angeles Chargers and Khalil Mack put their stamp on things, it was really a defensive effort with Justin Herbert putting together enough offense to win the game and keep Derek Carr either on his behind or throwing to the wrong jersey. So all that good stuff starts tonight, and we are very lucky. We're very lucky because we are going to get to see Justin Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes twice a year 
for a very long time. And it all started, if you know, if, if you recall, a couple years ago, the first matchup between these two guys was a matchup that was supposed to be Terod Taylor versus Patrick Mahomes, but Terod Taylor got a shot before the game that went to his lung, and then that was it, and Justin Herbert got the start. And, you know, Anthony Lynn, the head coach at the time, was saying, this is Terod Taylor's team, as if we didn't just see what Justin Herbert almost pulled off in his first career start that he had no idea he was making on the day that he made it. Like five minutes before, he didn't know. And then... Uh, and then um, uh, Herbert clearly uh, took the reins. That was the end of Terod Taylor here in Los Angeles, was the end of Anthony Lynn in Los Angeles, and Brandon Staley now in year two. And what a great start it was for the Chargers last week. And man, Herbert versus Mahomes is just great. Uh, Herbert, the the young Oregon Duck kid who said he wanted to be the Chargers quarterback as a, as a, a youngster, that famous... What do you want to be when you grow up? Piece of paper, I guess, that he yeah. wrote down when he was in the fourth grade against uh, the street baller. Street baller. That's all he does is play street ball. Just Don't forget out, that. Gets out there. And he just gets out there. If his first, if his first option's gone, then, you know, we'll just play ball. street ball. Right. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, just that street baller, huh? That unnamed coward that called him that to the athletic, who apparently is a defensive coordinator in the NFL. I hope that's not my defensive coordinator. I'll tell you that. So only one person said coward. this, right? Coward. But that person is an actual coordinator in the NFL, an actual coach in the NFL, mm. saying this about Patrick Mahomes, who with his number one option, Tyreek Hill, would you say that? If 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 Kelsey's 1A, he's 1B, then, then Hill was 1A? Right. I think, yeah, I think you could say that, and that's no disrespect to Travis Kelsey, but you're talking about Tyreek Hill being his main threat. So after that, it's just street ball. The guy's not there. And all Mahomes did to start the season was put up five touchdowns, 360 yards passing, and an offense that had 66 snaps against the Arizona Cardinals and 33 first downs. Now let's see what happens tonight. This is going to be great. And then after this, buckle up, folks. Buckle up because Mahomes is just, it's just one quarterback matchup after another that is a full course meal. Although the week one against Kyler Murray wasn't much of a, a meal. Next up is at Indianapolis. In uh, against Matt Ryan, so it's a couple of MVPs, and that is going to be Matt Ryan's home opener because Indianapolis is on the road at Jacksonville this weekend. That'll be the first time that the uh, folks in Indianapolis see Matt Ryan. And in comes Kansas City. Then he's at Tom Brady for a Sunday nighter, then a Monday nighter against Vegas. When uh, they go against what uh, Eric Stone Street, diehard Chiefs fan, keeps texting me as my team because I said the Vegas Raiders are going to win this division. That's accurate, your team. And then next up <laughs> against Buffalo. That's it. MVP versus the MVP, I believe, of this year at San Francisco. A bye week, home for Tennessee. We all know that there's a playoff history between these two teams as well. That's a Sunday nighter. Good Lord. More division games than at Cincinnati on Sunday against Joe Burrow to try and exact revenge against the team that beat them twice last year, including the one that mattered the most in the AFC Championship game, a Sunday night visit to Russell Wilson, who they then see again in Week 17 before finishing the year at Vegas. 
Holy smokes. Holy Chiefs football. What an amazing schedule it is. What a great course meal it is to watch this offense operate. Certainly with so many people doubting how potent it can still be because Tyreek Hill isn't on the team anymore. And all we saw was that week one game where he slung it to so many different receivers and threw five touchdowns. Five. One, two, three, four, five. That's correct. One more than every running back they kind of have on the roster that can that can hit you in the mouth, too. Yeah. And the Chargers tonight can put their marker down and say, last week, not an outlier, folks. We could put our marker down and say we can win our – I'm just saying this from the perspective of the Chargers. Um, Chargers can win their third straight game at Arrowhead. How about that? As a matter of fact, the road team has won the last four games between these media, uh, between these two. You don't say. Yes, I, do. I, I actually did say. I heard him. Uh, and the Chargers can say, okay, okay, uh, we've got now the defensive horses to hold down this offense, to chase down Mahomes. We have maybe, we'll see a game-time decision on their prize free agent signing from New England's secondary, J.C. Jackson. Maybe he will arrive just in time for his first game. Offensively, no Keenan Allen. For the Chargers tonight, can they still go into Arrowhead and win a third straight game there against the street baller? Patrick Mahomes. To kick off a week two that wraps up with a Monday nighter. There's two of them. There's the early game, Titans at Bills. Ain't that a big one? And then the the game that's in the spot that all Monday night games will be played this year, including last week's Buck and Aikman will be on the call of Vikings at Eagles. And we've got Dalvin Cook of your NFC North leading Vikings on the show today. Tomorrow, Jalen Hurts of your NFC East leading Philadelphia Eagles because we're fair and balanced. And plus, I'm also the host of Westwood One's coverage of Monday Night Football, and we got them both. Makes sense. And in between, just a whole bunch of great stuff, man. Sneaky good stuff, like Miami against the Ravens. That is sneaky. Somebody's going to be 2-0 and on that one. And then desperation setting in between two division winners from last year. Someone's going to be 0-2 between Cincinnati and your Dallas Cowboys, sir. I think I know what most of America thinks of that. Look, you got to lay off of the Bengals, bro. They'll be all right. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Arizona and well, Vegas. Those are two playoff teams from last year, two wildcard teams from last year. Somebody's going to be 0-2 after that one. That's a big one. Your team, New England, can they start 0-2? They're going into Acrisure against the banged-up Steelers team. Najee Harris saying he's going. T.J. Watt was placed on injured reserve today. Expected to return from that. And then, of course, you've got the first-place Seattle Seahawks. Only team with a win in the NFC West, taking on Trey Lance. Our friend Michael Silver, formerly of uh, the NFL Media Group, now covering the team back in the back to where uh, his roots. He's covering the team for the San Francisco Chronicle. I read a great story. He spoke to Montana and Young about Trey Lance. Montana Young's talking about how accuracy makes you a fingertip thrower. I mean, we're we're now oh we're gosh. now we're now looking at Trey Lance's fingertips, but it's a pretty good guy to talk about it. So there is a lot of scrutiny about Trey Lance going into that game and his 
worthiness of a quarterback and readiness as a quarterback right now. Mike Martz, former Rams head coach, former Rams coordinator, former Bears coordinator, former Bears coach. He had something to say about Justin Fields. You know, and, who, and Trey Lance. And Trey Lance. But you know who clapped back about Justin Fields? Our second-hour guest, Jared Payton, son of sweetness. Love it. Who's on the show to talk about his daddy being featured in this week's episode of NFL Icons on Epics, which I am honored to narrate and NFL Films puts together. It is some great stuff. So Jarrett will be on the show in hour number two to talk about the Chiefs and their terrific offensive line tonight as a guy who won a Super Bowl protecting Patrick Mahomes. Mitchell Swartz in studio. He will be here in hour number three just when Dalvin Cook stops by. But we got ourselves a chat with Willie McGinnis coming up in about seven minutes' time for my NFL media group, Compadres. Which uh, 0-1 team is facing the biggest must-win this week, ah, I think? okay. I'm just thinking about, about a poll question. I know that. Uh, let's discuss it. There's 16 of them, Chris. Well, actually, that's not true because there's a two teams that tied. There's a four so there's 14 of them. Um, let's see. Or I guess 15 of them. Let's put it that way. It's 15, 15, and two ties. Um, the Ram, you, the Rams. The, you can't say the Rams because there's only one team that's won in the division, and it's Seattle, and you're assuming that yeah, Seattle yeah. is not going to be all that. I don't Green, know when we stop thinking Bay, right? that. Packers for sure. Yeah. No, that's not true either. I mean, well, I guess because they lost the Vikings, and if they lose to the Bears, they'd be 0-2. 0-2 in, in division. division. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> The Bengals coming off the Super Bowl going 0-2? And, and everyone else in the division is 1-0. Yeah. Okay. All right, Bengals. Here I mean, let's go. just be honest. Dallas loses row and 2 We're not. No one's really thinking too much of us anyway. I think, the, you, the I think you could. Actually, I think you put both of those teams on there. Bengals and Cowboys. Of course. Come on, dude. Nobody's expecting the Cowboys to win. It, thank you, Chris. So we're not putting them on. You were putting them on there because... <laughs> Guys like him think they're going to win. No, he doesn't. I mean, guys like me and the guy like me just told you nah, that nah, we weren't he, going he's to win. How about this one? How about this one? Denver? You put Denver on there? Denver for sure, yep. Denver loses it at home Especially to Houston. the way Houston played last week. They played well enough to win. Except they, their coach punted twice. <laughs> one time, a fourth and two from the 36, he punts. Loving. Well, did they have a problem Loving. with their field goal unit or something like that? I don't know, but I guess he's crazy like a fox because they're in first place with a tie. I guess oh, you got to put Arizona. Hell, right? You got to put Arizona on there. Actually, take take. Here we go. Arizona, Vegas, Cincinnati. You want to put Dallas off there? I guess they can I afford. Put to, Green, I want to put Green Bay. They can afford. Okay, put up, put them on there then. So what do you got? Packers, Bengals, Broncos, Raiders. I don't you put. I guess if for the same reason we're not putting the Rams in there, you can't put Arizona in there either. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that was very reluctant on your part. Well, too. I just, you know, I, I frown upon such things anyway. What, working things out collectively no. and then making the right decision? Poll questions. Poll questions. Oh, okay. questions. Oh. He hates poll questions. Poll questions, power rankings. But, yeah, I understand that's what, what this world traffic is. And yet we do those every in. day, Rich. you got to embrace it, they're fun. List. Come on, Rich. List. It's new list. media. I got another list today. New media. See, it's new media and you're a new Rich Eisen. I got a, I got a, I got a new list. New media, uh, we got a yeah, new by home. The way, some, some Viking honk. I actually clapped back on YouTube yesterday. I, on YouTube? <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. I, I, I read the comments? I know you clapped back on Twitter, but you went on YouTube. I clapped back on YouTube. You read some oh, comments? Yeah. Oh, you went to YouTube? Somebody went... responded to the power rankings like that, you know, way to, you know, you, you come up with a new segment just to cover up the fact that your show is, you know, on its 
Last Legs or something oh, like geez. that. Or that was the show was not renewed. And the thing uh, that triggered me was not renewed because that's what I, that's what I was called at, at ESPN. Oh, not renewed. I was not renewed. Kind of <laughs> triggered me. I'm like, what are you talking about? The show's struggling. We're, we're on we the made, largest platform yeah. we've ever been on. We made a choice. Look People at, don't you understand the, You see it. the purple here? It says yeah. Roku channel Prince on Prince would approve of this. <laughs> purple. Yes. It's the greatest platform we've had yet. Here's what I love. Two weeks ago. And we're ago, about to add Sirius XM to it. What are we talking about? What are we talking Mike about? Mikey well, anyway, two weeks ago, I said I did that when someone on Instagram was saying that, and I tried to explain them, and Rich came in and told me, look, don't do that. Yeah, don't, Rich. Don't, that. don't pay attention to them. Just, TJ, I, I see what I you're know. doing. Just don't, I just do, don't do it. I don't want to, you know, it, it was... Okay. I got triggered many different ways. Plus, I'm like, what am I? I'm gonna finally do a power ranking just to get trolled on. <laughs> I get rich. You can troll on me for what I'm saying with my power rankings, but don't call this show unsuccessful. Yeah. Do as you say, not as you do. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I get it. All right. <laughs> Best dad ever, though. I'm <laughs> yeah. No one's taken that from you in like three years. It's amazing. Uh, no one's ever gonna take it away. You're from like me. I don't you're like Roman Reigns right now. Brockman's got a I'm a, head, I am a needle mover. You, you are, may get it. You, you, you in the head Brockman. of the table, needle mover. All right, let's Best take a break. Uh, we, but we do have the poll question set, right? Oh, it's out. Yeah. And I do have another list. Top five, you never know, coach of the year candidates Oof. whose uh, week one win maybe puts them in a little higher register. <laughs> you never know. People have been asking for that segment to come you back, by the way. Higher register? All the time. Okay, we got to do that. Do we have time tomorrow? Maybe well, next week. We can make the time. I mean, we do have three hours. Guys. Higher register, which is where you got it. For those on the Roku channel, new to this show, it's it's something called higher register, which is what you always do and your friends do, and you always hear people go higher register to say something that they need help believing. Like maybe the Cowboys Cooper Rush can actually be good. Yeah. Why would you steal my higher register? Uh, that's that's it. What I'm Damn it! <laughs> Sorry, you'll have to come up with another one. Maybe Joe Flacco can lead the Jets to a win. Nah, oh. yeah. Good, you do that one. Yeah. <laughs> you do that one. I've got the receipts. <laughs> what receipts do you hey. have, Rich? Uh, uh, ri- They're not good receipts. <laughs> not about you, about Flacco and the Jets. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Willie McGinnis, when we come back, is this Brady's last year? And the latest Bill Belichick press conference moment, just in time for Willie. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Big game for the Patriots this week, right? They're at uh, Pittsburgh at Acrisure, the opening of Acrisure, where the Heinz Ketchup Bottle Stadium. And and, uh, so New England goes in a little banged up, just like a lot of teams are. Pittsburgh is clearly no T.J. Watt in the game, which is good for Mac Jones, who had a little bit of a back issue coming out of Miami, where he was sawed in half. Remember remember that one? Where it was a penalty on both teams, one for the way they hit Mac Jones and the other one for the reason why they high-load him is because uh, there was a, 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 a clipping penalty on, on the, the Patriots. Anyway, long story short, Ty Montgomery is on injured reserve. Yep. So Mike Reese, I th- is this Mike Reese? Yeah, this Mike Reese, yep. Okay, of, uh, of ESPN. Mike Reese of the Worldwide Leader, who's been covering this team forever, asking Belichick about uh, uh, Montgomery's status for the rest of the season. And that's today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. Today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. Well, we prefer to win. Do you anticipate there's a chance he's still can play this season? Can he's play on IR right now. So he could come back, but given his situation. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. If he's healthy, yeah, we bring him back. Sure. If he's healthy, we bring him back. How that'll all turn out. Not a doctor. <laughs> it's the smile at the end. Yeah. Smile like, at the end. He like, respects Mike. That's why he gave him a little smile. Like, right. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is Bill Belichick's version of so good. I don't have a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. Bill could have gone that way, but he's not a coaching no, cliche no, guy. No, no, he no. might drop an it is what it is every now and then. But boy, do we love the Bill Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick press conference moments here. They're great. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Doesn't play one on TV. <laughs> he doesn't. Say, does not play one on TV. <laughs> this is the grin. Uh, it's the grin at the end is great. <laughs> Joining me here is a man who knows all about Belichick's mannerisms and coaching style and everything else. Love this man. Multiple appearances on this program, but his first right now on the Roku Channel version of this program. Uh, on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, the great three-time Super Bowl champion, Willie McGinnis. How you doing, Willie? I am doing well, Rich. How's everybody doing, man? It's been a minute. What's up, Willie? Sorry, we're, we're good. Doing, we're good. We're good. I miss you guys. Well, you know what? There's one way to fix that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> More appearances. Yeah. Let's go. Hey. We're right here. Let's go. I mean, I mean, if you're at the NFL Network, we're just literally a five-minute drive on the 105. 
Uh, if you're somehow back in Long Beach, we're not too far there either. Right. I mean, we're we're, we're equidistant from all of your spots, Willie. You know. <laughs> I got you. Okay. I got you. So uh, your concern level for the Patriots would be what? Right now. Well, I just think you know it takes time. Um, like week two, in my opinion, the way I looked at it is an extension still from cap. And preseason, you know, a lot of these guys, the Patriots did play their starters, but a lot of these teams haven't played their starters. So I just think to take, I think it takes a couple of weeks, a few weeks, to kind of get everything in place, especially when, you know, you got new play callers, you got guys that haven't called plays in a long time, you're dealing with a lot of soft tissue issues, you know, injuries and other things. It's the beginning of the season. Guys are not used to the certain in-game. Um, physicality that they're going to face, you know, that, that they have to face. It's just a lot of things, Rich, when you when you look at the beginning of the season. So I try not to overreact and panic um, early on because it is a long season and, you know, things will start to get in place and start to take form, you know, as teams play more ball. But uh, this is a well-coached football team. They have been for years. You know this. And whatever their issues are or appear – at some point will be worked out. Well, the issues may be roster. That's the issue, Willie, right? Yeah. I, I mean, offensively, you saw what Miami looked like with a first-time play caller, in a way. I mean, Mike McDaniel really wasn't calling plays wherever he's been, but you know, it's his first-time head coach, and you see, you saw talent all over the lot with an Alabama yeah. quarterback of their own, and you kind of got a glimpse of what the second place team in the AFC East could look like. And it sure wasn't new England. That was the issue there. And, and your, your, your thoughts on the play calling and, and handing it off to Matt Patricia and how you think that's working out. Willie. Well, first of all, just, just to your point with Miami, um, Mike McDaniels was the, was the run coordinator for four years before he became the OC in San Fran. So he had a lot to do with the design of the plays and the formations and all the different things, as well as when he was with, you know, I think Kubiak um, with the Texans. So he's, he's, an experienced, he's an experienced offensive guy who had a lot of input and design when it comes to the play. So I would say he's a little more comfortable and familiar. Now, um, ironically, Matt Patricia started on the offensive side of the ball before he became, you know, the defensive guru and coordinator and head coach um, when he was in New England with us. So he does have some experience, and Bill has a knack for cross-training coaches on both sides of the ball. Now, what I will say is to call plays, know the momentum of the games, and have, you know, uh, those instincts and being able, you know, to be patient and not get caught up in one play and, you know, having the, the innate ability to keep things moving Matt Patricia has that because he has been a play caller. He has called plays for years, but just not on the offensive side of the ball. But when you deal with Bill Belichick, you have to learn the offense. You have to go in with the offensive coordinator. You have to see how they will attack your defense. You have to know certain nuances for the good coordinators, in my opinion. So he has experience. He's never done it as an offensive coordinator I think some of those issues will work themselves out. It's definitely not smooth right now, of course. It's not smooth for Mac Jones. You know, having Josh McDaniels, one of the best to ever do it, in his ear, 
and in in the room with him and developing him. So now, you know, you have two guys you were kind of talking through, and one guy, who's, you know, used to being on the defensive side of the ball, and you don't have that relationship um, that you've had for years, you know, with Josh. So of course it's a little different, and it's going to take. There's some kinks. Going to take some time to work itself out. Willie McGinnis, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, NFL Network, here on the Rich Eisen Show. So the uh, the Bills clearly look to be the class of uh, of Week One, uh, and then the Chiefs are like raising their hands, saying, "Let's not forget about us as well." Um, how do you suss out the AFC after Week One, Willie McGinnis? What do you the Bills got? do look really good. I would say that, and what impressed me more than the offense was the defense. Um, Von Miller got off to a fast start. But not only Von, that whole defensive front, Phillips, the other guys, so all the guys had plays and made plays. So you, you saw the impact of not just Von Miller personally, but what his effect was on the defensive front and how good they could be. And that was, while, that was without Tredavious White. You know, he wasn't even there. So that defense looked really good. The offense, of course, you know, when you add a running game, you add James Cook and you show – that this year, like Sean McDermott said, he wanted more physicality out of the trenches. He wanted them to be able to stop the run on defense and run the ball more effectively. He came out and showed that that's going to be uh, an important improvement on their team, that they are going to run the football. And they came out and did that emphatically. So this team right now looks good. Um, Kansas City, you mentioned, Rich, they, uh, they came out and they looked like Kansas City. And they looked like the team that was patient and moved the ball down the field. Patrick Mahomes took what the defense gave him. Um, you didn't really miss or think about Tyreek Hill because it's a different way. It's kind of like when Matthew Stafford lost Megatron, you know, and he had to work through all his other receivers and spread the ball around a little bit more. You saw a little, you know, the same design. Andy Reid is, is one of the best coaches, coordinators, play designers to ever do it. So, um, and just watching all that, I was like, okay, I understand what they're going to do. They're going to get everybody involved. The play design is still going to be there. You don't have that explosive guy yet. Sky Moore could be something like a Tyreek Hill. But they've got options, and they got guys that, that can make plays. William McGinnis here on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you think Rus- Russell Wilson is thinking right now when his coach took him off the field for a place kicker in the spot where – you know, he had a chance to win it, come back in front of the 12s, just like he's done so many times for the 12s. I mean, he's saying all the right things. Do you think he really believes all the quote-unquote right things? What do you think? I think I think the first thing that hit his mind was what the hell is going on? Like, why am I not on the football field? Why did he not call my number? You know, um, McManus, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him, but you got to know your personnel. And to me, it was a rookie mistake by his head coach. Not a lot of experience. McManus was, what, one for eight from 60 yards out, you know, and, and kicking field goals. So you, if you're going to put the ball into the money's hand, you're going to put it into Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had 32 comebacks in that stadium, 32 winning drive comebacks, however you want to calculate it, in that stadium. I'm putting the ball in my best player's hands, and I'm trusting in him and he's going to give us an opportunity to win the game. And it's nothing against the kicker, but it's just like those are one of those, those, are one of those decisions. It, it, it's obvious. For me. I, don't, I wouldn't even think 
I wouldn't even think about it more than one time. It's obvious. And there was more things, Rich, that went on in that game that they need to focus and improve on, you know. Um, time management, handling the clock, situational football, there's a lot of things that I looked at and bothered me that they need a lot more work on. They had two delayed games, could have been five or six. You know, the ball was snapped with less, almost a second left, and they were rushing a play, and it ended up into a negative play. And with all that said, they still had an opportunity at the end of the game you know, to win it. But um, if I'm Russell, I'm a little discouraged that the ball wasn't in my hands, but he is a team guy and he doesn't want to put himself above the team. But in that situation, you got to go to your, your, your money players. You got to go to the go-to guys. And I thought that that was just a big mistake by the head coach. Three-time Super Bowl champ, William McGinnis from NFL Network, at William McGinnis on Twitter right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Tom looked great, man, or Tommy. Uh, as everybody who, who played with him refers to him, uh, Brady looked amazing. Uh, I, you know, he's still slinging it around, and the Bucks looked complete. I really liked what I saw from them immensely. Uh, Tom Batten, now year 23. I think the thing that he uh, likes the least is happening, his personal life being discussed quite a bit. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you think this is his last year? I just I just get the sense he just this is his last year. He'd like to see if he can try it one more time and do it one more time, and then that's a wrap. Willie, what do you think? I think, I think if he I think Rich, if he wins it, it could be he will walk off into the sunset complete and 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 feel like he did what he came back to do. He did sign a two year deal, correct? So um, if it doesn't happen, that year is still lingering out there. I think he gave himself a little bit of cushion, but he did look great. Um, you know, outside of, you know, he still, you know, he lost his left tackle and Donovan Smith and the center Jensen is not there. And I think they had Leonard Fournette hobbled off and, you know, he, he's still going to play Chris Godwin left with a hamstring and he still was able, you know, to go out and, and play at a high level. But I think Tom is loyal to the game. He loves the game. He has a lot of football left. He knows that, um, and it's just hard to walk off when you have so much left. He led the league last year in yards and touchdowns. I mean, it's hard to walk away. It's amazing. I mean, he he looks twenty five. He looks remarkable. Yeah. You know, it, but it just seems that his next life is knocking on the door louder than it's ever knocked, and that yeah. he can't ignore the knock on the door because he loves the game so much, would miss his teammates so much, and still has so much left to give. That's the general sense you're feeling right now with him. Yeah, but when you sign up, when, you, when, when, when people come together, you got to understand who those people are. And this is who Tom is. And I think in his personal life, his family, everybody around him really understands and knows that. They have for years that part of his personal life and his life was going to be sacrificed because of the game that he loves so much because to be that elite, to be that great and that consistent and that dedicated to play on a high level for so long, you have to pour so much into it. And every part of your life is sacrificed. Now, when he started off, he didn't have kids. And, you know, there's a lot of things that didn't exist. But now as you grow and your kids are getting older and, you know, you want to spend more time with your family and doing things and, there's other things that play into it. And those opportunities outside of family will be there. The television stuff, it's not going anywhere. It, it, they'll, they'll wait for Tom Brady. But it's the things that you're referring to, his personal life, that, you know, at some point you got to say, 
Am I still playing at a high level? How much am I willing to sacrifice? How much do I love this game? What are my chances? Are, are, and you got to look at it like this as well. What are my chances at winning another Super Bowl with the team that I'm going to be with? And when I weigh all this, is it really worth it? So there's a lot of things to factor in. But at the end of the day, those around Tom, they know who he is and what he has been for years. And you have to accept that part of him. And, you know, it's, it's hard, but it's a sacrifice, man, for in a lot of different parts. Willie McGinnis, uh, you're a perfect guy to ask this to as well uh, before I let you go. We had Tom House on the program in studio just a couple of days ago, uh, and he's part of the TB12 team, uh, his throwing coach, uh, along with I'm, I, I've got to throw Alex Guerrero out there as well as trainer, who has been part yeah. of the team to help the longevity occur, but also put in front of Brady all of the – you know, concepts that Brady would have to adhere to 24-7, 365 in order to play as long as he's played now. Tom House told a story about coming off of the practice field in New England with Brady after a throwing session and Belichick calling them into his office. I want to play it for you and get your two cents since you're my, my resident Belichick whisperer. Go for it. Roll it, please. By the time I got around to Tom Brady, um walking by Belichick's office one time when we had been out on the field throwing the football. Mm -hmm. Belichick called us in and said, okay, tell me why I shouldn't trade Tom Brady. And at this time, I think Brady was 37, Mm -hmm. 36. And I just said, well, Bill, the research shows that if Tom does what he's supposed to do, all those four things I just mentioned, which he does to the, you know, the, the T, there's no reason he shouldn't play until he's 45. And here we are. Here we are, right. What, what, what do you think of that? What's your two cents on that exchange from back in the well, day? I'll give you three, I, I'll give you three cents, Rich. Great. Um, Belichick has been um, criticized for moving on from players um, in the past, like really good players. And I think that he has the innate ability to evaluate when a player is either peaked and is about to kind of slide the opposite way. And he's been wrong a few times, you know. Um, But with Brady, I don't know or think anybody would have guessed this man would have won a Super Bowl in his late, late 40s. Outside of the people around him who sees the regiment, who sees the hard work, and everything that goes into it. It's a perfect storm um, with players, especially at the quarterback position. Peyton Manning did it when he left Indianapolis and went to Denver. It's a lot of pieces that has to fall in place. Management, ownership, coaches, um, impactful players around you that can help you to where you're trying to go, your health. Um, you know, there, there's so many things. And I think that Brady has done things the right way for so long that he picked the perfect opportunity, um, the perfect situation for him to put himself in that situation where he is now. Now, Belichick is one of the smartest men, forget coaches, just men I've ever been around. So his evaluation the way he diagnoses players and 
their talent and their production and all those different things, I would say he's batting probably over 85, 90%. So he's, he's rarely wrong. And his, his tenure in New England shows that. He's moved on from a lot of guys. But that's the one guy that defined whatever anybody, outside even Belichick, outside of anybody would have thought he would go on to do or how long he has gone on to do it. So House, Alex, Brady, they are, they're all on point. They're all right. He's 44 now, right? 45. He's 45. 45 and at the time, now. like right around that time, if you kind of peg it, that might have been around the Garoppolo drafting or Garoppolo had just been right. drafted or, and uh, the idea that, uh, that maybe – Belichick wanted to move on to Garoppolo, and he was right. kind of t- kicking tires to me. That also sounds like Bill might have been busting stones. Like, okay, you guys are working on all this stuff outside of the training staff. Why don't you tell me why I shouldn't trade Brady? What are you working on? Like, you that's, got to. that's Rich, what you that, got to. Every position, you got to draft. You got to draft and yeah. be prepared for the future in every position. Now, since they drafted Garoppolo, how many more Super Bowls did Tom go on to win? Three. Three. I think it was three, right, Chris? Didn't he win three more after after Garoppolo? In New England, yeah. Yeah, in New England. England. I mean, so hey, they all they all bet on Brady for a few more years and they all they all did pretty well. I know. But I just took it to be Belichick's just like, okay, put your cards on the table. What do you got? Why shouldn't I trade him? That's what he's doing. Hey, that's that's his job. Evaluate talent, kick the tires, do do the most research that you can do and, and, and make a and make a decision based on that, what's best for the team, as he always told us. Well, uh, great chopping it up with you as always, Willie. Uh, next time in studio, we'd love to have you here. Always, your insights are spectacular. Love watching you on the network. Love that you're a colleague. Love seeing you there when I stop in and you are, you're there. And, um, and uh, just love you in general. Thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. Hey, love you, Rich. Thank you, guys, man. Talk hey, to you soon. Hey, Willie, All right, well, the great Willie McGinnis right here on the Rich Eisen Show. You can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, sponsored by AutoZone. Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Russell Wilson's latest comments. <laughs> on the place kick that just won't go away that ended week one. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. When you become a member of Navy Federal Credit Union, life gets better, people. And one big thing that gets better is buying a car. See, Navy Federal Credit Union created a fully loaded car buying experience where you can finance, buy, protect, and enjoy your auto purchase all from one convenient place. They offer great auto rates, uh, too, for your auto loans. And the best part is that the pre-approval is good for 90 days. So you can go out and know exactly what you can afford while you shop. And you can shop for new and used cars with Navy Federal Credit Buying Service, powered by TrueCar. So you can get exclusive member savings also with Carfax, Sirius XM, and more. And because it's Navy Federal, they're always available with 24-7 member service representatives to answer any question. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash car buying. That's NavyFederal.org slash car buying. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Navy Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. The Denver Broncos this week play another game this just in spoiler alert they play another game and the other game that they're going to play is home against the Houston Texans and so they're going to play another game and they're going to play another game in which they're favored to win and they're expected to win and the reason why I bring this up is that at some point we will turn the page from the disastrous Monday night ending for Denver where Nathaniel Hackett in his first game with three timeouts left decided to let the time tick off the clock on a fourth and five from the 46-yard line. Decided to let that just continue to tick off until there was just 20 seconds to go rather than burn a timeout right away and see if Russell Wilson could pick up that first down as we were all expecting him to try to do it. I mean, it is Russell Wilson in front of the 12s back in Seattle with a chance to win it, so on and so forth. We all understand the circumstances of what happened. So the page will turn. This is the beauty and curse for some about the NFL is that there's another game right around the corner. Unfortunately, that game doesn't happen sometimes for at least a week. And in the NBA, we could talk about, oh, what a stupid coaching decision. What a terrible decision. Next night they play and they win by 15 and it's over. Baseball, same thing. Next game. Hockey, just keep naming it. True. The NFL, though, it's a full week to chomp on it. So, day after the decision, we're talking about what Nathaniel Hackett said the night before about his decision. And then the day after that, we hear what the coach had to say the next day. And then so there's a news cycle. Keeps going. So today... It's what Russell Wilson had to say in his first media appearance after appearing after the game where he said, oh, yeah, we believe in our kicker. We believe in everything. He said all the right things. 
And so Nathaniel Hackett said the day after the game that, yeah, maybe we should have gone for it. I think he was saying it just facetiously and joking like, yeah, well, my decision didn't work out, so I think we should have gone the other way. But everyone keeps on framing it as a mea culpa from the coach. I don't think it was. I'm with you. I don't think so either. That said, it was framed in that way to Russell Wilson. What do you think of Nathaniel Hackett's comment that he thought you should have gone for it? Now, do you agree with that? This is what Russell had to say. Uh, I mean, listen, I I think, uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think that uh, anytime you get the chance to try to, you know, win the game and, and, and solidify it and try to make a play, you know, um, you know, I always believe in having the ball, you know, and everything else. But also, we got a great kicker. And we, we're going to believe in our kicker again. So, um, I always trust his decisions and everything else. But um, I, I'm also always ready to to go try to do it if, I, if if we need to. Yeah, huh? Yeah, I agree with that. We should have <laughs> gone for it. But hey, I love the kicker, I love the coach, and all that business. I proffer to say Nathaniel Hackett will have learned his lesson in the same way that Matt LaFleur did by taking his quarterback out of the game to place the place kicker on to make an eight-point deficit in the NFC Championship game into a five-point deficit made no sense. guess you wanted to get some points rather than zero points. And if you recall, the year after that, (laughs) in his first of back-to-back MVP seasons, they kept going for it. Never, you didn't really see Aaron Rodgers taking off the field when Aaron Rodgers had an opportunity to pick something up or make a play or something like that. I proffer to say you will see Russell Wilson on the field in similar situations in week two if one comes up, but just keep that in your mind's eye. Of course Russ wanted to go for it. Come on, man. So I believe the page will now be turned Towards the Houston Texans. But still, it this will be just something we talk about the rest of the season. When anything like this pops up, and when anything like this pops up, you won't see the place kicker in Denver. I believe that's for sure. You know? Mac Jones is ill. He's not practicing today. Chris? Who's the backup there? Brian Hoyer. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Get out of here. He's still there? <laughs> no, he's, no, he's not. not. I think he retired, dude. Uh, Nope. Come on. Are yeah. you serious? I am serious. Is he still? It's Brian he, Hoyer and somebody named Bailey Zappi. Oh, Zappi. That's right. Zappy. I thought Hoyer was not there anymore. Dude, Rich, you're going to ha- have to kill Brian Hoyer. <laughs> you know what Brian Hoyer is? Like the Night King. You know who he is? He's the black box of, of backup quarterbacks. black. <laughs> Indestructible. It'll survive. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, Mac practiced yesterday. He said he was fine. He said he's going to play. I'm sure yeah, this uh, illness popped up out of nowhere. Uh, I'm you, sure he's uh, fine. Well, if it's a certain illness, he ain't playing. I'm sure he's fine. Horror versus Trubisky. In the matchup that we always saw, Brady the, versus Big Ben, pretty much for like 15 years straight. By the way, I still think the Patriots are a better team. They were only a few plays away from kind of being in the game over the weekend. Oh, you're... Are you, but, is this a bit, or you, or you really are coming around? No, I'm just saying I think they're the better team at this point than the Steelers. Yeah, I think so. But. How do we square this circle? <laughs> what do you mean? You got to get a sander, and then you. They're still going five and twelve. I mean, just, oh, okay. don't get me wrong. Okay, good just, enough then. Yeah. Jared Payton talking about his dad, Walter. Subject of this week's NFL icons on Epics. 